Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the po- Pictures Podcast. This week's uh, movie was Annihilation. Unfortunately, Peter was not able to join us for this recording. If you listen to our weekly potables episode, the last episode associated to this week, uh, you found out he was not here as well. So, unfortunately, he has been out for the last three. So, uh, I don't think- don't worry, guys. I saw Annihilation with Peter. So, just assume any opinion I have, his is just slightly not as useful. Well, I think <laughs> I think we should but we shame can him. Share him. We can I share think him. we should shame him. Oh, we definitely yeah we, we definitely need to, we definitely need to shame him. But okay, so. We're going to shame him, uh, Game of Thrones style. Unfortunately, Sean has no idea what that is. However, Sean <laughs> should be on track to actually finish up the Game of Thrones because he was challenged by one of our guests. So yeah, that's I was challenged true. to yeah, watch you... it at some point. So we'll... no, 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 all right, so, so you got you two got months, a little month but, and a half. I mean, two months. Math, two months. Yeah. There, there is this great series that's coming on USA. It's about unsolved the murders of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Might get in the way. Just saying. So, I, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt. That. I actually am very intrigued by that show, Josh Duhamel. As am I. I as am I. That looked kind of interesting, but um, I like that guy. I, I can never decide how I want to say his name, but I, I like him, Josh Duhamel. Mr. Fergie. Well, that, there's, there's, there's I was going to say, I don't know how his life is going. He's married, he's married to Fergie. Oh, wait, they, wait, they, got was, divorced? They, they got divorced. Oh, because he that. is it because he heard her sing the national anthem? No, I mean, it was before that, but he probably <laughs> made the right choice. <laughs> he he pulled the trigger on that one a while back to get out of that shit because he All was right, going good. downhill. All right, I just job, couldn't Josh. even fathom doing that. That was uh, she seems she seems off. That's all I'm saying. But so, side note, best best Josh Dumel thing that he's done is Las Vegas, the show that used to be on NBC, starring uh, James Caan was the... Oh! And, yeah. and, then and they followed up movie. James with Tom Selleck. With Tom Selleck, season, right? yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I had the, the first four seasons of that show on DVD. It's a great... like It was one of those ones I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice procedural, right? Or kind of like different kind of procedural take. I thought it was a good yeah. time. Or drama, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it, it was one of those but... NBC, like they threw it out there, hour-long, hour-long show. What was uh, the premise behind it? They were he's a security, security guard at a Vegas. casino, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like okay. The, James Conn is like the former FBI agent or whatever. That's like a overseas security for the hotel and casino. Interesting. Yeah. It was, I I think I only watched the first season. I was entertained. I uh, just never got around to catching the rest for One no my, other uh, reason. Just. Teenage, too much TV. Teenage Crush isn't that show though. Oh, Nikki Cox. Nikki Cox. My God, yeah. let's watch Unhappily Ever After. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God, I forgot about that show. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, now that we've nice got reference. down the Josh Dumel train, <laughs> uh, down that hole. But yeah, sorry. All right, so I'll bring us. I'm gonna bring. We'll us talk about to that the next topic week on ham. I'll we give get, you guys some some homework to watch that next week. Just we'll bring it up for. Episodes. All right, let's bring us back to the topic at hand: Annihilation. So, I mean. We were all kind of up in the air on what movie we wanted to Annihilation, this week. What Fergie did to the national anthem. <laughs> well, based on the definition of what they used in this movie, which I, I'll get into it a little bit later. But but the thing is, is that you know we weren't really sure if we were going to do this or Date Night. I think that was the two that it came down to. Game Night. Eh. 
Game Night. Damn it. I keep just calling it. So that's how I've been comparing Game Night. I've been calling it Date Night 2. So that's probably why it's stuck in my head. But apparently I am wrong on that. So I'm going to go see it. Don't worry. I'm going to go see it. We can talk about it at a later date. I think we're, we've got it on the, on the, in the roster this weekend. So don't worry. So I apologize if I made that comparison. It's in, on the in roster? Her. You mean the It's agenda? on the roster. Nope, on the roster because I got multiple movies I got to see. I'm gonna go through the roster this weekend. Just go with it, Matt. <laughs> you, you got you guys are, are you guys don't like synonyms. Um, all right, <laughs> we like just anyway. plugging in random words. Now let's talk about sex, I baby. Like I mean, Annihilation. You want to talk about you and me? <laughs> there was sex in Annihilation, so there you go. We can there it there, was, hey, there was there was upward so thrusting. I, I there actually, was I have, infidelity. I have a spoiler. I do there. want to talk about that. Oh, spoilers. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. Just dropping fuck, man? dropping that straight in there. Okay. We're going right into it. Fine. No, no, we're not going. We're not going. We're not going right into it. We're not going right into it. Let's, let's. So, did you guys know this? We're going to get into expectations, but I didn't know this until after I saw the movie, which I think kind of helped. I don't know if it helped or not, but apparently they were not confident in the performance of the movie overseas, and they actually released Annihilation straight to Netflix, a la Cloverfield Paradox, for Europe. So U.S. We I don't know what they did with the Asia and obviously Japan and China wouldn't necessarily be the same, but I don't know what they did over in that in that region. But um, so I, I'm gonna be honest. Did you guys know that? I had no I idea didn't know until that. you just said that. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of agreed with it when I walked out. I was like, this would have been a fine Netflix movie. So I I I I, I don't want to get too much into that, but I think the visuals are made me really. Ha- I saw it on a pretty. My seat was uncomfortable as shit, but the screen that I saw it on was beautiful. So I'm pretty happy. Where were you? So Peter and I found the closest. Peter was like in the town. back of a Volkswagen. Yeah, sounds like yeah. It. <laughs> Kevin Smith references up the wazoo because uh, speaking of back of the Volkswagen, he's still alive. Um, by the way, we're I know not, we're not paying homage to him yet. But we will one day, probably um, years away. Hopefully, I am a but, very big fan of Kevin Smith movies. Just FYI. But anyway, as you should be. Yeah, Mall Rats is great. Um, but no, so Peter and I. You know, he was in town for the weekend, so we decided to to ditch his family and go catch a movie. His wife was nice enough to let us do that. And uh, the closest theater to us with appropriate time was a dine, an AMC dine-in. 30 showings, or 30 screens on that theater, which was, I don't know if I've been to a theater that had I, more than I, 25. I've been to a 30-screen AMC dine-in. Was the seats not comfortable, though? I mean, like, they, were, they were miserable. See, I don't know. I, that's not was the it same in, experience was it an I've old had. One? It felt like it might have been kind of old, but the screen was uh, the screen and the audio was still pretty. Did the seat top notch. No. Oh, uh, see, that's the older ones. Yeah. So it is older, yeah. Because yeah. I've been to, I feel like I've been to older non-dining theaters that have great reclining, and so this is a bit bit of a downer. So like AMC like had their I think when they inherited the Lowe's uh, Lowe's theaters they like oh, those were like maybe. one of the Lowe's theaters that they just took over. And that's probably like, what it was. The new, like, because okay. there's one that I used to go to in Columbus that was fucking awesome. The the dine in 30, 30 screen, but the one that I go to in Pittsburgh, same same experience. For okay, the seats aren't okay. that bad. I mean, it was cool. I mean, it's awesome that they had the you know the thirty showings. We were kind of hope, hoping that maybe it was one of the screens that didn't have dine in. Like maybe not everyone did, but in any case, my whole point saying Dave wanted Netflix and would have liked that approach. I think visually, um, we'll kind of get into why it was so visually appealing in a little bit, but I. I think it was great to see uh, so, on the big screen. I'm, I'll um, agree with you on that, Matt. I'm just saying from a plot perspective and all that other stuff, I was like, I, especially with a Netflix, with with what basically, um, oh God, I'm blanking on the movie, Cloverfield Paradox. Cloverfield Paradox. And now they've, they've kind of seen that. Like, 
I expect movies like this, they're just going to go straight to Netflix. Like, I feel like that's now a new option for it. It, it is good for this kind of weird kind of genre flex, especially for sci-fi. But again, I still think sci-fi, especially ones where they pay the money for the graphics, it the plays, visuals. It so, plays better agree. in theaters. Uh, exactly. I, I, and there, I, I and, don't disagree with And you. not just visuals, but some of this. And we'll, we'll talk about this later because I jumped uh, during a scene. Uh, I don't know if I would have jumped at home because while I'm happy with my, um, my setup for, for audio – um, I'm doing some. I'm redoing my flooring, so I don't have my surround sound up right now. So I would have missed out on that excitement. So I'm, I'm happy enough. I saw it in theaters. Fair enough. Laying, laying linoleum tile down. Hey, hey, I'm going vinyl, bitch. Vinyl. I'm, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going high class. It's Britney, high bitch. <laughs> all right. But. So I guess. All right. So what, what was y'all's? What was y'all's expectations actually going into it? Like I think I think Matt brought us onto it at a point. So other than the Netflix perspective that. You know, good thing when none of us actually knew that. So yeah. I think our expectations were fairly intact because of that. So what? Yeah. What, what did y'all think going into it? I had zero expect. I mean, I saw the trailer. I didn't really know. It. Like the trailer made me think, like, what the fuck is this kind of thing? Yes. So yes. if if anything, it intrigued me. But I had zero, like almost zero expectations going into it. So um, didn't really know what to expect. And after seeing the trailer, I don't even think the trailer gave me a good insight into what the movie was. So, I think the the eleven million dollars that they had this past weekend was a testament to two things: one, bad trailer, and then two, it's like like maybe lack of theaters uh, or just the competition. Like I think it might be because availability. In the Black Panther's well. pretty fucking high, like on everybody's list yeah. right now. So yeah, I, I think I think the availability in theaters is almost more of a testament to people not wanting to compete with Black Panther. Um, but I I do think. You mentioned a bad trailer. I actually think the trailer making me intrigued without spoiling too much made me more amped for the movie. I didn't. I didn't have high expectations. I expected to be, you know, interested. Uh, but because the trailer, I didn't know what to expect or what was going on. I, the kind of the mystique, uh, got me a little more hyped about it. But at that same point, I think you're right. Most people don't. If most people can't see, you know, most people don't have movie pass. Uh, most people don't have free time to just go see movies willy-nilly. So for that reason, Netflix, a la Dave's opinion, uh, does make sense for this type of movie. So $11 million is a pretty fair amount. Good call. So uh, on my end, I screwed up. So what happened was I, I, I saw – so I'll tell you why I screwed up. So I had seen the trailer. I was like, I don't – and honestly, when I first came out, I didn't think we would actually go see it. I didn't think it was going to get that much – you know, critical acclaim to where we were probably oh, not going to review it. Oh, did, the, you, did it, you did you not have a crush on Natalie Portman in high school? Why would you not want to go see a Natalie Portman movie? Because I'll go watch another Natalie in Portman high school. movie and I'll be happy. Wait, in in wait, all of just, my life, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> she's still like I've told Amy that. Oh no, she's still I, top absolutely. three, like yeah. absolutely, like oh, okay. is she? Oh, she's on your list. Oh, of course, she's right. like top of the list. She's been top of the list <laughs> probably for a good ten years. Yeah. No, she busts your door. Ever, so ever she since she went to right Harvard, now. she's too smart now. But um, no, she's kidding. too smart. Um, I was just—it's <laughs> awesome. She went to Harvard. That's impressive as shit. Uh, so I, I like do- I like dropping that whenever I can. Good for her. <laughs> so, but no. So I so I saw so I saw the trailer when it came out originally, and I was like, I doubt seriously we're gonna probably review this. It looks like it's one of those those films that it's just gonna be. It, it's something else is gonna come out during that same weekend. Well, lo and behold, what I did is I actually pulled up the and I found out it was actually written uh, based on a book. So I pulled up and kind of read the plot summary of the book. And yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. I'm an idiot. But Amateur. needless to say, I was 
I was intrigued by the by the by the plot summary of the book. Um, slightly intrigued. Uh, it was a little weird, but I was like, all right, we'll see how it goes. And so, what ended up happening was my expectations going into this were based on that it was going to be closer to the book, and I was unfortunately extremely disappointed in terms of that because it was a much different take on it. So I've got to ask: when you go to see see a movie that's that's not adapted from a book, do you read the plot summary on Wikipedia? No, I don't. No. So what's well what's because the... I didn't expect to see. It's one of those movies that I was like, oh, I don't expect to actually see this. I mean, because tr- like because like as Sean said, the trailer didn't give you anything, and I'm like, what the hell is this possibly about? Like, it I mean, didn't, Matt, it we didn't talked about this. Me. Like Oscar Isaac, I didn't even know Oscar Isaac was in the movie. Like from the trailer. Yeah. I, there may have been a glimpse of them in there if I think back on it, but I don't think I pro. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't right, a so marketing. If you, so if you're point. going on that though, then Superbicon was a terrible it was a terrible film that he was in. So I no, I'm you just going off the fact it, that it was a terrible yeah. film. But, but anyway, uh, yeah. But no, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm more. Peter's not here to back me up, but I I appreciated them telling me it was a sci-fi movie with some weird shit going on. I want to go see it. Um, All right, I'm glad I, I, Peter I'll get into spoilers, trailers, but I'm though, so. I'm. And I, and I think I align closer to Peter on that. I don't I don't have the resolve. Um, and <laughs> even, actually, so Peter and I, there was a kind of a more long uh, one. There was a longer trailer for uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which I was kind of disappointed to see because I'm already going to go see it because of my uh, agreed one. I enjoy the Mission Impossible movies. I think Tom Tom Cruise is a great entertainer. I Henry Cavill, Cavill, whatever. Cavill. He's fucking like, awesome. Dude, so I liked his it, I'm, I, I'm intrigued by his fight scene. Yeah, where he I'm like, so he excited his, to see that. Where he pops so. his arms and starts start punching right yeah. in. I was like, yep. now I want to see this. I I, it makes me upset because that is so badass. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so there's that. But then there was, a, there was a... We've all seen the trailer for John Krasinski's directorial debut of uh, A Quiet Place. Oh, dude, I saw that for this movie. That was the first time I've actually seen this. So the original trailer was good enough. I wanted to go see it. This new trailer showed even more. And so I immediately turned to peter and it was like i covered my eyes and my ears and i was like i didn't so, I, good I, news I, is, I closed my eyes and covered my good ears. news is i was i so i I, so I agree with you on that first trailer it seemed like it was going to be like a you didn't really know what it was it was it a monster so don't, or something i like didn't that. i didn't just i didn't watch the second trailer so, so they don't didn't tell me what they it was. just they, all they did was show a quick glimpse of a hand that's all you saw okay but I, you don't know what it was that that's all, all it right. was I, so i but it still keeps that like crazy like you know creepy like there it's completely silent that was I'm intrigued. So, yeah, I'm is, looking for. I'm looking forward to that one. It's gonna be scary as shit. That's basically what I'm. 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 I'm betting. So. Not not to get distracted on that. Did you guys also have the? Tra- I don't. I don't want to. Too late. I'm doing it. But um, did you guys also have the trailer for the new the movie that was? Uh, I think it has, uh, Sean's Sean's girl. Um, oh, is it, maybe it's Tony Collette. It's either Tony Collette or uh, Francis McDormand. McDormand. I can't remember, but it's by the same folks that created The Witch. So it's an A24 movie. But it's written by or directed by the same person that did Witch. Um, I didn't. See okay, that. I also looked, missed it, most of the trailers. Okay, so good call. Either way, the movie looked fucked up. It was a horror flick, um, almost more psychologically disturbing than most I've seen lately. I, we, Peter and I, both looked at each other and kind of discussed whether or not we cared to see it with with how kind of disturbing the movie was. So, what was it called? Do you have any idea? Uh, Inheritance or heredi- heredity? Her- heredity. Hereditary? Herpes? Hereditary or heredity. I think it was just heredity. Herpes. <laughs> it's, it's I, think, I think it was. Yeah, heredity. It's coming out later this year. It's. Uh, I'll just read it to you. Um, uh, uh, grandma passes away and her daughter and grandchild uh, start kind of running into some weird, weird things happening. So 
Uh, the oh, cast does. I think I might have actually had this trailer. Yeah. So I, the cast looks phenomenal. It just looks like a kind of messed up movie. So we'll see. In any case, the only reason I wanted to bring it up was good. Good on them for making me creeped out by a trailer. So let's let's just get back into to annihilation though. So expectations seem to be across the board when it comes to the three of us. Uh, and we'll throw in uh, Peter as well, since he doesn't watch trailers, so he didn't really have any expectations. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good true. to have that. It's it, good though, to have. Though he actually did know about the Netflix thing, so I think his expectations were pretty low. Okay. See, he like, knew. but to me, if it's, I mean, you got to play to your audiences. Like they, if I don't know, I, I, I'm very like curious as to why they decided to do that um, with the Netflix thing because. I, Probably because of what they got, like the unless they had the, some the bad screenings, like bad they had screenings. It, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think uh, I think the biggest thing from the overall just perception is that I didn't know what to expect. Was it a bad movie? No. Was it? Did I not know what I was getting myself into? Yes. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, it it, it kept me entertained the whole time because of the fact that I kept waiting to see what was going to happen next. You know. Um, yep. which usually is a good sign, even though I, it can be debated whether the fact that you get the resolution you're looking for, I mean, that's probably, I think we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah. And we'll discuss that. But <laughs> I mean, overall it was fine. Like would I see it again in theaters? Probably not. Would I tell people to watch it on Netflix back to the point of being released exactly. in Netflix in Europe? Yes. I would tell people to go check it out on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would no. probably watch it again on Netflix. So and I probably would try and understand it a little bit better. So, yeah. and, and I agree with Matt, though. There was some, from a visual perspective, this movie was phenomenal. I, I, I will agree. So, I'm hoping that maybe they went with the route of just, like, you know, filming a great movie as opposed to making a plotline that made any sort of sense to me. So, 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 on that, the trailer trailer didn't set my expectations or I didn't know what to expect, I guess. But I have been a pretty big fan of our Alex Garland. Um Ex, ex Machina, um, Ex Machina. Can't remember which. Ex Machina. Right. Ex Machina. It is Ex, ex Machina. Um, love that movie. Was obsessed with it uh, when it came out, 2015, I think. Uh, that was his first. Uh, you know, that was his first uh, directing gig. But you know, he also wrote things that I think it, we've all at least seen a couple of them. Um, Sunshine and uh, 28 Days Later. So Danny Boyle flicks, mm-hmm. um, as well as Dread with. Uh, Kyle Urban, so one of my favorite actors right there. I uh, love that dread flick. Um, and then, you know, we were talking about the beach in the previous episode. Yeah. Uh, he didn't he didn't write the screenplay, but he wrote the book wrote for the it. Book, so, which is almost the same thing. It's basically, yeah. And I'm sure he had a, a part. And that's probably how I got hooked up with Danny Boyle for some of those other movies. But in any case, the guy's written some damn good things. So I was I was pretty intrigued. And they've all been pretty broad, I guess, in terms of the... Yeah. You know, they're, they're all... You know they're all kind of sci-fi and kind of different, but they're they're not like, you know, Aaron Sorkin. You know, you you know his writing style, right? No yeah. matter what the subject matter is, you you kind of can recognize it. Uh, so this, you know, he he goes pretty pretty uh, broad in in what he can what he can go with. So I uh, was looking forward to that regard and to getting into. I enjoyed. It. I'm with, I, I think Sean put it put it well. Um, entertained, kept me interested, uh, but not going to be ushering everybody to go see it. All right, well, good. All right, so um, I mean, I think I think we all agree that you know most of the movies that Alex Garland has put together, we 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 all enjoy. I mean, I I don't know, Sean, have you seen Ex Machina? 
Uh, yeah, it's actually, and the one point I'll make is that it is definitely more male heavy versus uh, this movie, which was female heavy. Um, so I feel like you, actually, different you bring up a good point. So you bring up an actual good point. So uh, one of my coworkers actually pointed out today was he goes, you know, it was interesting that they did an all female cast. And he said the thing was, though, it didn't seem like it was an all female like push for like it was an all female cast. Like it wasn't like thrown in your face. It was it was a well played out like, movie. I honestly didn't with notice that, that until towards exactly. the end. I'm like wait a second, like there's like exactly. no dudes in this movie. It's a well it's a well played movie or a well like thought out movie and everything. And it just so happened exactly. that they were all female characters. Yeah. Which and, is which is almost it's that I appreciate that more because yeah, well, I no, hate when awesome. they like throw in the fact that like oh, man, oh no no men, like whatever. Like yeah, it was the men were the you, secondary. You don't want character. no scrubs? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I hate you. Um, but anyway, I felt as if the characters in this movie, the male characters, were pre- however they ha- they served a purpose. Yet they it wasn't they weren't like the reason the film progressed. Um, and I know I talked about the fact that I like Oscar Isaac. I think he's a great actor, but he didn't really like. I mean, he wasn't the reason the story was moving forward. Like, I mean, there's a, there's sort of a tie as to why, like, some part of the story would, um, I have my gripes with that part of the story. But anyway, um, (laughs) for the most part, the main part of the story is just the females progressing the story on their own. Like, it's, it's, they're, they're going down a path that is their own, essentially. It, it just it's, a, it's, it's the just opposite the, of yeah. Ghost, the Ghostbusters reboot, which I think was funny. I I do think like, if you like Melissa McCarthy, the Ghostbusters reboot's fine unless you're offended by any sort of rehashing of the Ghostbusters mentality, uh, which is also fine too. But I think Ghostbusters was fine in and of itself, or the Ocean's Eight movie where their whole purpose for those was redoing and just being an all with their all, claim with, was it's all female, yeah, it's which all female. is fine, yeah. and I'll see Ocean's Eight. But this movie just happened, as you mentioned, it's it's a good movie. And the main cast was just women. And that just is what happened. It felt natural, which is yeah. normal. And it's the way it, it should be. When he, when he it, pointed it out, I went, holy shit, you're right. I, I actually was just like, it, didn't ever, it, it did not dawn on me at the time. Because I think you had like two male actors in it. I mean, we just said it was... Um, three, but yeah. Three, fine. Um, well, don't don't forget about I I just I assume you're forgetting about Benedict Wong and I I, I was going to actually sure count him in my three. Yeah. Wong, I, so. I even made that comment earlier before we started. It's Benedict Wong and Oscar Isaac. They, they're the, oh, the oh, then you guys are leaving out. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was also an in Interstellar. He has a fantastic. Uh, but he's not really like he's he more of a bit player. Nope. Is he? Would we call him a bit player? But yeah. <laughs> uh, what, all of all of our minds <laughs> jump to that for sure, um, but he but he is a, he is a primary part of a plot line that doesn't matter. Agreed. Um, so he's, so I'm, all right. So I'm intrigued. All right. So I think we kind of want to go into spoiler area at this point because I think we're all kind of hinting at a lot of stuff that we kind of would like to go down a path with. So I'm I'm okay with spoilers. Sean, you good with spoilers? I am. I'm glad. <laughs> glad to move on. I'm cutting. Quick, I'm cutting the line. We're doing spoilers. No, I'm doing a quick there. stop. I'm doing a quick stop before spoilers. 80 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So the critics are critics are with us. They they thought it was okay. But side note, what was Game Night on Rotten Tomatoes? Probably not high enough. What it was, was it? higher. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, good job, critics, for having a good sense of humor this yeah. time. Yeah, so surprisingly, I, that was, they will. 
I noticed that when I was yesterday when I was planning to go see Game Night. I'm like, holy shit, it's rated higher than Annihilation. So, but the th- so I, it's funny because I've been I've been the opposite. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's an 81 percent, Sean. Yeah. Don't get all high and mighty. But either way, I mean, hey, it should be because it was higher, a good movie. Yeah. Rules is rules, bro. <laughs> All right, so if we're going to touch on that, so we'll go into spoilers at this point. So, Matt, do you want to discuss a little bit further on what you were saying about a small plot line that was not um, fully fully reasoned right. out? How about that? Fully reasoned out, because I don't so, really know how to explain that, because it really made no sense. It, 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 it felt like it was going to go somewhere, and it never did. So so if you're still listening to, to us at this point, you've seen the movie. Or you just have no interest in seeing the movie. But the premise is some random alien or foreign object that shimmers, uh, crashes onto uh, somewhere in the United States. They call it the Shimmer. Um, Natalie Portman's husband disappears for 12 months. uh, And we know that he's gone. We don't know that he went to the Shimmer necessarily. But she's working with a co-worker. And he kind of tries to urge her to come with him to like a game. Probably a game night basically. Um, with some friends. Could've a been. barbecue. It could have been going and he to does, watch he does a, he does a light touch on the shoulder. Which I'm like. Or her elbow. And I was like. That's what I would do to a girl I'm begging. Not to a co-worker. Um, so you kind of are assuming that he either wants to or is. But then they make a reference to his spouse. His wife. So you're like. Okay. Either there's an affair. Or he wants an affair. Or whatever. Come to find out there was an affair. Then you don't know if the affair happened after her husband disappeared or before. Then you find out it was before the husband disappeared. So she was just, you know, having some fun with a co-worker uh, while her husband was off on uh, military missions uh, doing whatnot. In any case, all of this is set up like it's going to be important. They're, they're portrayed in flashbacks uh, throughout the film uh, while Natalie Portman's sleeping when she's in the shimmer. We'll get into why she goes into the shimmer. Um, but in any case... All, and, and I don't know if we want to go into what it made me think. I think, Dave, you thought you kind of were led to the to believe the same thing. But it yeah. made no difference to the plot. Um, all it did that was... That was my biggest gripe, Matt. Like, it, that was it, one it's, of... It's the, it is 100% the biggest gripe. gripe. Yeah. Gripe. It, so, all it did was make you have, like, kind of, like, negative opinions about her for being unfaithful. And you didn't um, need it. Because it didn't set it... And it, you didn't need it. You didn't it. need it. And you also didn't need her any sort of redemption for her or anything like that. So it was just a huge... And I guess not a lot of time was spent on it necessarily. Probably sub-10 minutes. Uh, between all the flashbacks but at the same time there was a lot of like psychological or like kind of i don't know focus that was devoted to it to make the audience think it was important so i think more so than time significance was overplayed so maybe maybe they were playing a psychological test on us i don't know but there was a lot of so a lot of but the thing but the big scripts in this movie were that there were a lot of plots like that or little sub things that they brought up and they made it seem extremely important and then never touched on it ever again. So, for instance, the, the main one that bothered me was the fact that when they first got in to the Shimmer, right, they wake up the next day and it's been four, you know, they said they've been at least there for like, I think like four or five four days, days, like a yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. And this is never addressed ever uh, again. Oh, yeah. And never comes and, up and, again. And, and, it it comes and up they again. go to sleep and yeah. It's not like and they like have four days to pass like, every time they go to sleep either. It's just that one yeah. time. It was literally yeah. just that one time, and I'm like, "What the?" Sh-? I'm like, "Okay, this could be interesting that they're gonna well, have." We already a- knew at that point get ex- before that even getting- happens that the that time accelerates while you're in like you. Be- time is slower in the shimmer than what it is outside of the shimmer, and that's because that, that actually is one thing that was in the trailer, right? That's yeah. one thing we did learn from the shimmer, yeah, or the trailer. But, but the oh th- no, th- that was another flashback where she was doing yes. the interview. Yeah, sorry, my mistake. No, but but the thing is, is that there was a lot of stuff in this movie that they would bring up, and then it would never touch on again. 
Now, maybe maybe we're just not smart enough to catch what the the whole meaning of it is, is that it was all misdirection and, you know, it was like a slowly, maybe it was supposed to make you feel like you were going insane because I felt like that a lot of the time because I'm like, this is not going anywhere. Why would we bring this up and then never address it ever again? I was like, oh, maybe they're going to, you know, maybe there'll be a, a point at which this, this four-day, you know, expanse or this four-day, like, memory loss comes into play every time. So they're constantly, you know, re, reliving all kinds of stuff and having to do all kinds of little things yeah. here and there to rehash. None of that ever occurs. And yeah, it, it, it doesn't at It all. just, like, it, and their explanations for half the stuff that's going on in there just make zero sense. So I, that that part what we can talk about because that's kind of the main point. But more on what you're you're discussing there. Not only did I expect it to play a, a more pivotal role in what was gonna, what the, the troubles they were going to face while they're in the shimmer, but I also the entire time was like, why don't they they have video cameras with them? So I was expecting like a memento or like a fifty first state type thing where they'd record shit, which they to try even to do. Them. Like the other group did. The other group that's did. That's what it. kills yeah. me. Like, oh no, so we I, don't care was, what they did. No. Yeah, so I mean a GoPro. A fucking GoPro. Yeah. They they have the Those technology. Do exist. <laughs> they have the I, technology. I, just, I don't know. It's very it was, strange. It, it, the, and it was, so that one's actually almost more upsetting, um, that you're talking about because they just dumped it. I, I'm gonna share it now. Do you guys want to get into the the kind of the the affair, like possible? Go for it. No, 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 go for it. Go. I, so this is probably just painting me as an idiot because I think I was overthinking the plot. But when they were starting to do those flashbacks about the affair and the the whole, you know, so uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character is a psychologist or psychiatrist. I don't know if she can write prescriptions or not. But um, <laughs> we so, had this discussion before. Yeah. And we didn't know which one it was. <laughs> um, so, you know, and Natalie Portman has this affair. So we're learning about it. And so I'm assuming it kind of led me to believe that um, it has something to do with Natalie Portman became pregnant. And she was debating about whether or not having like a, an abortion or maybe she maybe she had like a psychotic break and she killed her husband. So I thought this whole thing was like a mind game uh, for her. And I thought we we're going to find some crazy shit happen at the end. Needless to say, none of that even panned out. So at least for the weird affair thing, I thought that there was going to be some big psychological payoff, like a mind fuck. Um, so were you so thinking it was going to be like uh, Shutter Island? So I haven't seen Shutter Island. So Are don't you even fucking kidding me? Go check it I out. Know. Yep. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now I know. My potent picture of the week's gonna be. I know. All right. All right. Okay. But so you know that didn't pan out. So that was a huge waste of time and just a waste of real estate for the film. But the four day thing, at least that made me think about it. The four day thing of like lost time, one hundred percent was just a waste. Like it did nothing, and then it was never brought up again. So it just, anyways. So. So and there were a lot of things that they they did in this film that just. I don't know. I, it, so it, it's weird because it was. It's kind of one of those things that I kept. So, I, like I said, I read the 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 summary on Wikipedia. So I knew it was a very psychological like type movie. So, or it was going to supposed to be. So the book was basically um, talking about how these people were slowly kind of going insane, and the psychologist who was played by uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah. Uh, you know the that that particular character was uh, basically hip, you know hypnotizing everybody, and these commands were were, were doing it. So like they, they would either go into uh, they go into sleep if she would say certain things, um, and she actually says something else that was the you know what the movie was basically named after. Um, that whole plot line completely removed. So it made it a little interesting because there was a lot of like little 
side stories that were going on in the book that had nothing to do with like the the whole alien uh thing it was more of the psychological portion going on between all these different people and all the the actions that these people were taking against each other and stuff so i was expecting this was going to be a very psychological heavy kind of thing where it was going to be weird twists just because of the interactions of the group especially considering uh natalie portman's character left out the fact that she was married to uh kane or uh, uh oscar isaac's character now, how that well, that even does play out a little bit, but they don't even it, delve into that. It just kind of like it just well, played it out briefly, and she just that girl lost her damn mind on and it, and it made no sense, right? Because her yeah, yeah. it just, we didn't it just know, snapped. We didn't know what was going on. We just were like, okay, like she's losing her mind because of the mutations that are going on within the but, the shimmer. And that would be so we we blame her overreaction on that, right? Because otherwise, she'd be way too insane to be that upset for not knowing about her husband, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, fa- good. fair so. enough, right? Like that's that seems a little harsh. Like, oh, yeah. you didn't, I didn't know your husband was a, was also in here. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm gonna kill now, you now. Now you're so, a traitor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that, that, that that escalation. So again, we, I just assumed everybody was going crazy. So I don't know. It's it just not to say <sighs> that they weren't going crazy it, because they were because of the mutations, but they I mean, were. But it it didn't play out like you would think. How crazy crazy would happen? I mean, we, we start with I don't a team know. of I, I just... what, five women, right? We start with five women that go into the Shimmer, right? Five. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we, we've we talked about the Doctor, Jennifer, Jason Lee's character. Yep. She's sort of the team leader. We understand why she's going in. So you yep. get uh, Natalie Portman's character. We understand why she's going in. Eh, do we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do. do we? And actually, going I'm in, we doctor, do. I'm a doctor. I'm a biologist. I can figure out what's wrong with him by going in and then coming back, even though no one's ever come back other than my husband. Yeah, I mean, I don't wants- think she knows she can, but she's dedicated yeah. to try to write. Because I mean, that's the only thing. That and that's the only thing the affair kind of emphasizes that she's trying to make up for it to save his life. But also, if you're married, you can just love somebody enough to try to save their life. So the affair made no I, sense. I, There's no I, reason I for retribution. That, it's just, I don't know. Well, and I mean, just on Gen- we didn't know Jennifer Jason Lee had cancer yet. Correct. Um, so we didn't fully understand why she was. I mean, she didn't well, want she a, I other. Ass- she didn't want other people to go in, but not that her. Right? She's like, my- I'm sending all these people in. There. So yeah. that's fair. But yeah, the other three we don't really know. We do learn throughout, though. Yeah, for a little bit. we kind of get a little bit of that. Like uh, once you know, they're all they, broken they all meet people. Up is when, what they say. whenever the yeah. interaction occurs, where they first meet up, you kind of see, but. Um, there's still a little bit of just uncertainty throughout. Like I definitely felt as if there were characters that kind of flew a little bit under the radar, weren't as introduced to the audience as others were. Um, obviously uh, I keep calling, I'm going to keep calling her Valkyrie because I forget her name. Uh, Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Tessa, Tessa yeah. Thompson. But, yeah. yeah. She, she's definitely the biggest one. I agree. No, but like, I felt like we don't know anything about her really. Like other than the fact that she's, a quiet scientist whose first first assignment outside of uh, school, and she she fucking becomes one of the plants. Like, uh, but she she cut herself as well. Yeah, she um, was a she cutter. Was a, yeah, she, yeah. So, I mean, it's just there's a lot of just wasted interaction there. Well, uh, at least I felt as if there was. What's up? I mean, there? they they. Well, no, I was gonna say because um, I I can't think of uh, what's her face it was uh cast the cast shepherd or shepherd the one that was uh that was unfortunately eaten by the bear by the bear the man bear man bear pig um because it, it was kind of ni- man whatever man bear pig 
No, no, it is Mammy Pig. I just she loved it. Wasn't what, is, what is that? Some sort of a she pig was bear she was yeah. Pig, you idiot. Her so, vocal cords ripped out. Yeah, so part she of was killed. Which goes back to fair enough. The character. But but the thing was is that it was kind of a nice thing where she was you know she was kind of explaining everything to Natalie Borman, which was explaining it to us, which was good because you kind of understood everybody's motivations for being there. But it, you know, her explanation on like Tessa on uh, on Tessa Thompson's her, character yeah. just it she was just really i mean it was just like supposing like she was like oh she was a cutter maybe she was just doing it to feel something because she just feels nothing and that's why she wants to end it all basically because everybody knew it was going to be a suicide mission so they all basically you know had nothing to live for apparently other than natalie portman so i don't know it, it's i don't know i just it, it was a tough one to to from a plot line <laughs> perspective it was tough to just kind of fathom it so i don't know if they were all just slowly going insane which is what in reality, what was happening in the book where they were all going insane, and I was telling you all that, and they just expect you to read the book to catch a little bit of this stuff, but I don't know. So, by the way, side note, the actress, uh, Tuva Navani, who was the Cass Shepard in the movie, I, I couldn't get over the fact that... So she's also been in another movie, the Borg McEnroe movie, because um, I looked this up. It's the Shia LaBeouf plays John McEnroe. It's the Bjorn Borg McEnroe movie. I had no idea that movie came out. That's just a complete side note that she was in that. And that's one of those movies I remember hearing about, but didn't never did see get released. So did any of you guys ever hear about that? No. It's not the, at uh, I remember that it was a big deal because Shia LaBeouf was playing John. That's McEnroe. probably why I didn't care yeah. because it was Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. He's crazy. No, but anyway, and, sorry. Uh, no, but she, yeah, she definitely did a great job with the, she was like sort of the lone narrator that kind of gives, not na- like yeah. a narration, but like just, she was the storyteller that sort of gives us in-depth detail of what's going on. And then, so, 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 all right, so, all right, so I'm hoping that somebody can explain this one to me, and it, it never made any sense when the, when it was occurring, so, um, in the scene where she was actually killed, right? So, there, all the other people are all up in a elevated position, basically a large guardhouse up on top. But the person who's on guard is on the ground in a little shack with no night vision goggles, has a light on, and doing shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So, so that's when I realized there are five women. <laughs> <laughs> no, like literally, it, it really pissed me off. I'm right there with you. But it, Natalie Portman, we've all seen. The- We've, we've all seen it, so. it doesn't matter there's no reason to be down on the ground um, and she's got a light on so the night vision goggles aren't going to work as well yeah it's it's just all ass night it, it it was a joke about the women thing but it definitely made me th- like what we watched life and a few other movies last year where the characters just really stupid shit that was the kind of thing there was no reason to be on the ground no and a- there, especially dumb. when you you were elevated so high up you, it was like yeah you have a perfect position to look and at like basically only have to guard stairs yeah i mean it Oh God, I'm just little things like that in this movie just pissed me off because it was just like why? And then you're like, oh, it's to drive the you know the movie a little forward because then they could kill um, uh, Tuvia. No, I'm gonna destroy her last name, her character with the man bear pig. But they could have done so many other different things with that. But that was just I, I don't know. That one really, really annoyed the hell out of me. Peter and I talked about how it was really weird. Um, that they sh- we thought it was really weird that they showed uh, Natalie Portman going to find Cass after she was taken by the bear, and we thought that was a complete waste of time. Like, 
You just assume she's dead. Yeah, you don't need to find her. Because she doesn't learn everything at all. But anything. then the only reason it matters is that chick goes crazy. And so that, that actually did – that's something that I didn't think was going to be useful. And then it did actually have payoff. So that's pretty subtle. Um, but we don't I, need to talk about it. it uh, um, yeah. I mean – No. It was just, they could have easily – I mean the other way they could have done that was like if they didn't find the boot or they found the boot and basically said, oh, she, there's no way she survived this and then let's keep moving. We got to keep moving. And then she get upset about that. She could have been alive or something like that. Like that would have been fine. We took you on your word. Like yeah, yeah. it was. A, but no. So let's let's do a quick thing on the on the kind of the the DNA interference because okay. I mean, that's just it's stupid. But it was it made for entertaining weird shit to happen. Um, the the logic's dumb, but it made yeah. for. All right. So one of the big things that everybody kind of saw from the trailers in this film was uh, was that there was this like weird DNA splicing inside the inside the thing. So like if you saw the trailers, you saw the weird like deer. With, uh, I guess, like flowers for horn, uh, antlers. Mean, antlers, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, and like other little things like that. And the flowers were all kind of weird and everything. And I think they made the statement as everything's kind of in a state of mutation. Um, so basically what we, we come to find out is that there was basically like a, a – ref- everything was kind of refracting or it was like a prism basically. Everything was yeah. refracting. And when I say everything, we mean everything. DNA – um, anything that was living was basically being refracted upon itself. Now that's how they explained it in the movie. Really didn't make much sense yeah, to, I mean, the to anybody. Basically, was a giant prism, right? I mean, but 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 it's, it's it's but I mean from a from a perspective from like what you understand as a prism works is that it, it splits light, right? It splits things. The problem was when you say like DNA, it just kind of like does it split the DNA? It just it well, didn't I mean, really it did, explain right. what it was doing. It just it basically forces mutations. Is basically you basically just have to accept it. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what it was. Say, at. And I was by just our like, science, we don't understand it. But I'm like, it's. But they sure shit understood it. Apparently, they were like, "Oh, it refracts. Cool. All right, makes and, sense." But she and, went to Harvard, I mean, though. Natalie Portman. So actually, it's not. It's not just Johns the, Hopkins the, the, in this film. Not not just the uh, the description of it. You kind of just have to accept. The way that Tessa Thompson's character decided that's what was going on was also just kind of real quick. Oh, not only is it radio interference and light, but it's also it's oh DNA. DNA, DNA too. totally makes no sense problem. now. Yeah, that's totally makes sense. We don't, and now Natalie Portman did do a quick sell. She took her own. Uh, she blood. took out a microscape. Like, yeah, I got so that. They, but they, the other they, part they, they but, but I mean, if they would have just said everything's in kind of a state of constant mutation because of you know it's. It's there's reactions or something. radiation or something. Yeah, radiation. whatever. We they they, like, they, went, yeah. they went with prism. Totally whatever they went prism. Whatever. So all right, so you get some weird, weird, weird reactions, and like I think, um, I think we've already kind of talked about the man bear pig, but I mean actually, Have actually we talked about the man bear pig enough. We, we've mentioned it, but we didn't actually go into it more in depth. It it is actually probably the closest representation of a man bear pig, considering what it was actually doing. Surprisingly, yeah. they don't have yeah. thinking about it. So. Um, you kind of see it in the previews. Um, there's like a skull-looking like face that kind of wedges itself between Natalie Portman and uh, I'm trying to think who else. I think it might have been Tessa Thompson at that particular moment. Um, scary as shit. Would y'all disagree with that? That that man bear pig. So so I don't know if that was from the book or if Alex Garland came up with the idea, but the concept of a, a bear with a, a human skull face that can scream. Is this is just the definition of well, the stuff of nightmare? Not only scream, but it was it's the voice oh, of yeah of somebody the you know of the people that he, yeah that it, that kills. it kills, which yeah. is fucking awesome idea. Oh, yeah. it was genius! So it's and genius. Thus, why I say man bear pig. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, that was probably the scariest part of the entire movie. I mean, the two creatures that they face, in, obviously with the crocodile that had the albino crocodile. Shark teeth. With yeah. the so, uh, shark teeth. Which, so the, the gator wasn't as bad? I thought, no, not at all. No, like, but it, it did provide kinda, that like first jump It was moment. cool. Yeah. 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 Which, which was cool. But um, but yeah, out of the two creatures, the second, the man bear pig, as Dave likes to call it, definitely takes the cake on in terms of the scary, uh, providing the... They provide a couple moments where people were just like like jumped in their seats slash were into it. I could tell just around me at the theater. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, they definitely did a great job of adding some sort of suspense at certain stages of the film. Yeah, that really helped with the engagement perspective, if that I makes agree. sense. Yeah, it wasn't just straight psychological in terms of like, oh, this is messed up stuff. It was there was terror. And that was, uh, what was the scene? And I, there was a jump out scene. And which which one was that? Um, was it the scene where they grabbed when they first introduced the men bear pig? That it scared the hell out of everybody? I mean, that, that was one that I can recall where people actually jumped in the theater. There was uh, another one that I actually, I cannot, and I can't remember what it was. And I actually jumped in one. And I don't remember which one it was. Um, and it's rare for me to actually have like a, like a legitimate response to something like that. Oh, look at Mr. Manly Dave No, I'm just here. saying, like, I, for some movies. reason... For some reason, a lot of times I'm I'm usually I can usually kind of see it coming or something like that, and this one definitely caught me off guard, and I actually like did like a, a little short jerk. So I was well, like, "Ooh, that was a good one." I, I did think it was crazy. Whenever I mean, we didn't really talk about the the first team that sort of went in with. Uh, I was going to swing us back. I was going to swing us back into that because I, I wanted that to talk whole, about that. when they come across the mess hall at the uh, military camp. Yeah, and they catch the video, which this is sort of uh, one of the I thought one of the more. In, entertaining parts of the movie when they show like they find the video of what happens when during their expedition and they cut that dude open and his insides were like giant snakes essentially that was probably one of the, my favorite scenes of the movie it was oh, good i was just gonna say oh that was there's there's a miserable part of the movie they, <laughs> the, they showed that knife carving that man's stomach up way too much <laughs> They they literally were just. It's like when they were filming that scene, they're listening to the linger by the cranberries for for way too long on repeat because they just lingered on that stomach being just fu- carved he, open. I, I still I and, thought the good. Oh, I was, you're probably gonna go into it, but not only did they show it, but then with the snake or the back. worm, they pull or whatever, it out. He actually pulls it out with his hand. <laughs> I was like, that is this is amazing. I mean, uh, it's. Insanely imaginative. Like that's there's there's credit where credits do. That's yeah. pretty wild. But it I kept mean, now, the story moving. It, in more ways it, than it, one. it just showed it was just crazy as shit. So I, I thought that was real cool. I mean, we had a lot of weird mutations in this one, so it was kind of a and and you know from and I think we kept talking about this from a visual perspective. It was a very it was very visually um, appetizing movie. I can say that. Everything looked very, like, very pretty, very, very set up. I thought the the people flowers, or the flower people, whatever you want to call them, I thought that was, that the shape of that was just perfect. I thought that was very clever how they so, did that. So that was super cool. Um, but also, not not just those those people, but the the person that they did carve up when they were in the mess hall, the pool, in that in that original room. Oh, yeah. Where they sh- they showed that person later on turning into the flowers and, and whatnot. Yeah. With, like, the rib cage and the mouth yeah. and the jawbone separated. That was awesome, but also disgusting, but it was well done. 
Good on them. So actually, you're saying disgusting. Actually, one part that did actually probably disgust me the most, and it was just, I don't know why, was when they focused on the medic girl after the man bear pig killed her, about how it killed her. The jaw that, ripoff? The yeah. jaw ripoff was so graphic. I was so surprised by that. Like, it was it, it, it was almost like, oh, crap, okay, they're, they're, they're not screwing around. I was like, if we saw more of that in the film, I think I probably would have been like, this is... This is like torture porn kind of shit. Yeah. Like if they if they if they done yeah. more of it, I bet you it would have been NC seventeen and not R. Like that was seriously. It was it was cool, but it was just like shit. Okay, damn. Um. So actually, speaking of visually perspective, so I, I kind of want to jump to the end uh, on this. So once she actually gets into the lighthouse, now I don't. I mean, we're not even going to approach what can she we deals can with. we take a time out real fast before we jump to that, Dave? What's up? I, I just wanted to talk about like the way they broke down the film itself. No, go for it. Go bring um, it into between it. It in. before we got to the the actual like the lighthouse, how they broke it down where it was like Site X, the Shimmer, uh, you know, lighthouse. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. I thought that was a great way to break up the film and kind of give people I an agree. update. Like I, I did appreciate that, and we didn't really talk about this beforehand. But now that we're getting to this point, sort of the last act of the film is the is the lighthouse, right? So. That was one of those things that when we get to the lighthouse, we've sort of known that that's the sort of the climax slash resolution of the film where we know that this is finally going to provide some of the answers that we're hoping to get, we think. <laughs> yeah. No, so, no, but all I was going to say is that, you know, if we kind of move toward the end on this, I, you know, because we kept kind of talking about this visual perspective, when she, when Natalie Portman actually goes down into the, wherever the meteorite or whatever hit, and that little like orb looking thing was going did anyone else think that was the coolest looking thing you've ever seen just that that thing that was kind of like blorbing out and just kind of reminded me of fucking contact from with jodie foster like yeah that that's sort of the depressing not the not not the alien not the alien that walked around the thing that was beforehand the the little orb with the light in the center of it that turned into that piece of shit when she was down there staring into it oh i don't remember that in contact so that's, they did a little warp thing. It looks like, vastly movie, better in this, but yeah. that's 20 what I years kept later. About it was contact. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought it was kind of cool happened. watching it because it was like unending, like the the ripples and stuff. So my bad if it's. I'm just entitled my own opinion. It's also been a while. No, no, I'm not. I'm not just disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it's been a while since I've seen Contact. But that's this. I had the same feeling when I saw Contact. Is what I saw. Is when uh, I saw this movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember that at all. So I'll have to go back and watch Contact then. Um no, but no, I mean, all right, so what did y'all feel about the ending? When she actually gets into the lighthouse, after she trudges through and basically, you know, loses every single member of her entire group, and she's walking on the uh, the beach with these, the cool crystallized trees, that was cool. I, I will say there was, like I said, there was a lot of cool stuff in this, like, visually. Excess so, heat levels, maybe? Is that what? I don't know. Fuck, who knows? But when she got to the lighthouse, what'd y'all think? The crazy story for me, like, the whole... Oscar Isaac thing where there's like he basically takes the flash the plasma grenade right plasma grenade he went crazy and killed himself with that which by the way was a pretty interesting way to to off yourself and then the surprise show of the whatever the hell that clone was that popped up I thought that was interesting yeah Uh, definitely I mean the entire time the way the camera was set up you knew there had to be someone else there right it couldn't just be somebody doing like a a suicide video because the Otherwise, the camera would have died because it would have just kept recording. Well, you're looking um, at it logically, but the way they, they set it up and the way he was talking, 
was it, it could have been that there was no other person there. It could, but I, I guess I, since she was able to turn on the camera, I just assumed there had to have been somebody. Um, I didn't know it was going to be him, though. Fair so. enough. Freaking applying logic to a movie where it completely defies logic in all places. Hey, hey, you cameras don't have cameras don't have DNA, so. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting that they went down that path, which, you know, I'm, I never read the book, so I don't understand fully what the what the story was, you know, what it was and what it was going to end up like. But when he walks out from behind the camera and you see the basically the. Uh, like his dop, I mean, I don't know, doppelganger is the right term, but essentially clone. his clone, yeah. So I, Replicant. I, I immediately thought of Multiplicity and how much I love that movie. <laughs> oh, I did watch that this week. Shit, I, know, I meant to I'm add that. Damn it, I forgot to add that to my list because I did watch that on uh, Saturday. I was God, kidding. I but forgot how much I did. No, like as soon as that happened, you know that there was something up, obviously with the, with something was different about uh, his clone. And once you know, now once he had come out of the uh, shimmer and into their house, which still like, how does he just end up going to the house? I don't know. They didn't really explain that. They just said find Lena, and like he just knows where Lena is. Um, yeah. But I, but like I, you know, did I find that to be interesting? Yes. Then you go. You know, we, we fast forward, you know, we go through the scene where Lena gets in, like you talked about. No, but when he goes, obviously, he makes his way out of the, the shimmer. And then we fast forward to where Lena is now. She's in the shimmer. She goes, runs into the doctor who is Jennifer Jason Lee. You know, fast forward. We so, know. so real quick, wait, 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 wait real quick on that, on that, real quick. When she was first, when she didn't look at her face, did y'all notice something was off about her face? Oh yeah, they they did like a it, it's like the uh, the agents from the Matrix okay. <laughs> covered oh, up her right. mouth I, and her eyeballs. Yeah. I I couldn't figure out what was going on and I couldn't get a clear picture of it. I was just wanted to confirm that. So okay, something was off. All right, good to know. Sorry. No, continue. Sorry. Basically, she you know we go through and then we see kind of the I don't know. This is where I kind of lost the whole. <laughs> but this is the point of the movie where I just kind of like was like, what the fuck's going on? When we get to the this point. is the point you're at now. So I mean, you got you I was, you got pretty far into the damn movie. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty much on on par with where or on the same page until we get to the point where it gets to. I'm not really sure what happened with the annihilation from the the annihilation that you uh, talked about with the, the first mention of the of the annihilation and the whole movie is within the last 15 minutes of the movie. And and to the point of it, so the so the book was named annihilation because yeah. annihilation was the code word or the hip hip hypnotic word or whatever the heck you want to call it that the psychologist would use for the um uh for the other members of the group to kill themselves because she was she had them all under hypnosis and that was their command to kill themselves and she tried using it on i guess whoever natalie portman's cat the biologist or the surveyor i forgot who ended up is the, in the book who's the one that survives or whatever but that's how they use it, and it, that's where the word comes from. Annihilation was you go kill yourself, and she didn't because of whatever happened, the changes that happened to her inside the uh, the shimmer. Now, what Jennifer Jason Lee actually says in the movie, I verbally sighed in the film when they dropped it, and I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That's what they're going to pull the name of this movie from on this, because they'll start changing this until we go to the, what is it, the... 
till everything is split and down to the micron and it's annihilation. And then she starts yeah. vomiting photons or some shit. I don't know. I, I, Super I, random. That, it was, that just, was the weirdest was part of it. It was so weird. And really out of place. And Even with the weird stuff going on, it made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. And I'm like this. Um, at that point, I was I had completely given up on the film. I literally kept completely giving up on the film because okay. I'm like, I don't even know. Because I'm still, ex- like, at that point, I'm still expecting something to happen with Jennifer Jason Lee's character. Like, she's going to, it's all going to turn out to be, a, a like you were kind of saying, Matt, like some type of psychological, like, yeah. experiment or something like that. Or, like, she finally, you know, she got to the core of it because, you know, that would represent any, like, the core problem was that, that, that cavern or some shit like that or something. Yeah. Nothing. It was just like. It, it, and then, then we get the whole. Then we go to the next sequence, which is the whole weird, uh, Slenderman, uh, metallic Slenderman, like trying to <laughs> trying to like mimic her and try and kill her. And shit. That's kind of what I was getting to. That's no where I lost it. Freaking <laughs> sense. See, I had given up on the movie before that point. So, like, I oh, was just. So you gave up. You gave up on beforehand. Sorry. I, I gave up when it. she got down there, and the annihilation was stated. Like it was. I was just done. I was just like, all right. All right. There's nothing else in this movie that is is giving me anything so like all typical movies i like the whole movie until the ending and then the ending just pisses me off so you know so the whole like the whole where the asteroid apparently had landed um within the lighthouse that uh entrance that hole yeah um wasn't there one similar in the mess hall where the pool or like wherever the pool was i thought there was a similar no so that they almost the way it was dark, so that's where the the person was whose stomach they had cut through. Yeah. Um, the way they kind of showed the darkness where the person's abdomen was made me think there was going to be some sort of hole in yeah, there. So, yeah. But okay. it just happened to be a, just a void of darkness. <laughs> it, it wasn't actually a I, hole. It literally was just there was a snake in there or something, and it got out. And see, it's empty. whenever she goes into that lighthouse, I thought there was going to be a tie to that, like to that same point. No, no, not at all. All pure, right, pure pure coincidence. Yeah. I thought so too. I thought it was going to be something, but once they didn't igno- once they didn't comment on it being a hole, I was like, I guess it's not a hole. All right, it's so you thing. know, speaking of a snake, you, you mentioned this, and it and it, and it struck something that point to me. Her tattoo. Please yeah. tell me y'all noticed this. Of course. But they never tell you anything about it. I think it was just to prove that she was in the army. I don't know if it's no. She mean didn't anything. have it. She didn't have it in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she didn't have it. It, it, it grew up... while she was in the yeah, in the it, thing. Yep. Was it her husband's tattoo or something? No, it was just an infinity. It looked like an eight or infinity. So I again, that's a good topic. A, that I'm glad you brought that up because I, I oh. noticed that. Here's, as well. I thought so here's another thing. So there was in the books like they were part of like a particular group, right? They didn't know. They were told that they were part of Expedition Twelve. Is what in the books how it comes. So I. I I was thinking, oh, maybe it's something like a tie to that where in actuality they were part of Expedition 8. They were being told they were a different number, but in actuality they were like actually the 40th one in the book. So what they did is they did iterations on like different ones. So there'd be like 11A, 11B, 11C, all these just like they, – they sent in hundreds of people that all died and none of them came back. So to like modify their numbers and stuff, they were basically like dropping it down. So they were supposed to be the 12th one. For some reason, I was thinking it was the eighth one in the book. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going to – maybe it's just a little you know, callback to what they did in the book. They were part of the eighth group or something. And they had actually been there before or something like that. Their memories were wiped and this is now coming back. It's, she's mutating back to an early stage. No idea. They don't address it, so we don't know what the shit it is. We just see she – the only indication is earlier in the movie, she scratches her arm and she's like, oh – what is this? And she pulls it up and she goes, oh, it looks like it's just bruising from the 
um, the alligator or the crocodile yeah. incident. And there's no tattoo. Well, then, and you kind of see earlier on in the scene, she doesn't have any type of tattoo. And then at the very end of the movie, she has this big, massive eight on her forearm and an infinity sign. And it makes zero sense. They never, they never address it. But did, never say I, anything. I also thought that somebody else had the same, like, uh, same tattoo, essentially, in the movie. I, but I, I didn't, under, I mean, I know she didn't have it, but I agree with you, though. She definitely didn't have it. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, it's it sort of either it happened while she was there and it was a marking that she was, you know, I guess a patient or, you know, some sort of, I don't know, not patient, but uh, it's, it, it really is. I, I don't know. Uh, there's probably somebody out there explaining what was going on, but who knows? I, I, we'll have to look into this a little bit more. I'm probably going to have to read on some. Or some, read the book, some, yeah, because I, I mean, there might be some parts that they just completely just put in there that nobody who would would know unless they had read the book or the novel. So, yeah, sorry, I was reading something that somebody answered about the tattoo because I was just like so confused about it. Yeah, so did you learn anything about the tattoo? This is literally what it says. Um, after the team's encounter with the shark tooth hybrid monster on the docks, Lena notices a bruised arm, which seems to be at the point at which the tattoo s- starts to appear. A similar eurobotic. The robotic design is also visible on Anya's arm. Yep. It's possible that it's a somehow jump from one of them to the other or from someone who else passed it through Area X before. Another version of an informational refraction, refraction uh, effect. All of this suggests that the tattoo is some sort of mark of Area X itself, though it's not clear what the significance is. So, again, makes absolutely no sense they don't explain. So, I'm going to go into this a little bit. I'm going to probably read a little bit more on what the hell this whole thing was about, but I'll get into it later. But... Um, so having said that, you know, is there any other thoughts on how the, this movie ended? I mean, did y'all feel like you got any closure from it? Did you did it set up for a, a sequel? Do you think they were that Lena was Lena? Uh, I think it is. I think it's just part of the mutation that she experienced while in the, the, in the, the shimmer. The, the eye shimmer, yeah. So I'm. We we know it's definitely not Kane. Kane is that is Kane's clone. Um, but Lena was kind of left up to, you know, a little bit of imagination. Cause you, we don't necessarily know which one is the one that came out. We think we do, but who knows? So I don't know. I don't know. I got. I got she, really. She looked to... in the uh, in the whole thing you were talking about. So they took a photo scan of her eye, which assumed at that point, like, you know, there's something that left a mark on her eye from the shimmer. Oh yeah, no. If you look at it, like yeah, there was like a like a glistening almost. We'll call it a shimmering of her eyes because. But Jason, uh, not Jack, Jason, um, Oscar uh, Isaac's eyes did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he so, was a like, clone, just... so who knows what? It, yeah, it could just be what it is from the area. I mean, whatever the, the shimmer. So everything else in the shimmer, we are on the same page. Yeah, is dies with uh, once you know at the end of the movie, except yeah. for those two. They're the only remaining factors from the Shimmer. Which is crazy, considering that he actually was fine once he, once the Shimmer was gone. Which, how she killed it made, again, zero sense. So, I, I, I don't know how much else to go into this ending to make any sense of it. Because it just kind of... It, it felt like it was just kind of slapped together. And they were like, this would be a great idea. Let's just go with it and run with it. Oh, fire, burns, boom, boom. So, I don't know. I really got not much more to talk about on the end of this film. Do y'all? <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. Um, no, I think I, 
Yeah, no. That's about it. <laughs> Matt was trying to force something out, but no, it's, just I, that much to go on. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where they left. It's, I, I, I from what I've heard, it's the stories in the book are loosely tied together, and yeah. I feel as if this is going to be similar to another, like we talked about with, um, shit, the the movie that just came out on Netflix. I just completely zoned out. Oh, the. Cloverfield Paradox. Cloverfield, yeah. Like, it's going to be like a Cloverfield series where there are going to be other stories that tie into this. Um, well, maybe they can explain things better because yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to garner the support to get a second uh, a second film in the franchise, but we'll see. I don't know. Netflix. Yeah, so if they want to do that, by all means, hey, I'll watch it if it comes on because I don't have a problem doing that. So, um, so Matt, any final last final thoughts on it? Sean? Um, I will say... You know, after thinking back on it, after talking about it a little bit more, there was more that bugged me about the movie than I initially thought when I left. Um, I still think it was an interesting ride. I brought um, y'all and, over to the dark side with me, finally. <laughs> and a few a few of the aspects, you know, a few of the visuals and the concepts and the things that we got to see um, were well worth the time. Um, but lots of the plot was abandoned and just disorganized or, or not uh, unfocused, maybe. Um, so maybe there's a psychological piece that somebody's going to write an essay on in a month or two, and I'll learn what the, the deep meanings were around the movie. Uh, but until that time, I was not able to suss them out. Uh, even when I thought I had, I was way off the mark. Um, so, and they just weren't there. So I, I'm curious if there's some deeper meaning. Um, and again, if there, if there is, if we can't figure out what it is and we don't even have a hint of it, I think they missed um, but I still think it's something that if it's on Netflix, people should check out. I'll still tell Agreed. people that I know that like sci-fi to check it out. Yeah. Um, but probably the weakest of the Alex Garland movies, uh, I'd, I'd say. Doesn't mean you know, it's the most abstract it's, and different yeah, as well. So. I think I think it's, I think of an as an art slash abstract piece, it it's perfect for a sci uh, an abstract sci-fi piece. I think yeah. it would I think that fits it perfectly. So I agree. So, all right. Well, I don't know if we got anything else on this, but uh, I think we'll close this chapter on the uh, Annihilation. If we do find out some interesting stuff, maybe we'll we'll touch back on it at a later date because uh, I think after this discussion, I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of kind of nipping at the bits to go read a little bit more. Maybe somebody has some insight on this as to what was going on in that film. So we'll see. I, I, I will say if anybody is examining like what they want to do, I would totally like just wait until it comes out on like streaming. Like it's, it's a good movie. Worth oh, agreed. Watching, agreed. But I wouldn't rush out to the theaters to go see it. If there's other options. No, it's definitely, it's, discussed, uh, it's a, is, it's a great Netflix film. Yeah. There you go. So, so. all right. So I guess we'll uh, move right on into our potent picks for the week. So, uh, Shawnee, you started us off earlier. Why don't you start us off again this time? So this week I'm going to go ahead and recommend The Professional with Jean Reno and a young Natalie Portman uh, from 1994, early 90s movie, um, and also another uh, great actor, Gary Oldman. is uh, you know Shout out Gary Oldman from The Darkest Hour. I ain't got tired of all this Mickey Mouse bullshit. <laughs> But uh, he's the ultimate villain in this film. Definitely worth a watch if you haven't ever seen it. It's uh, it's a solid action movie. Um, worth worth Luke, checking Luke out. Luc Besson. Luc Besson, uh, the ultimate, the ultimate assassin. So, um, scope it out. Give it a watch. Uh, Natalie Portman is 
sort of the main character, I guess, or like not not the main character, but the main female lead. Um, in an interesting, you know, an interesting uh, relationship between Luc Besson and, uh, or uh, not Luc. Why do you keep saying Luc Besson? I'm fucking killing myself. Um, but no, uh, he Leon he meets Matilda, and the relationship is very strange. So, but it's a good movie. Check it out. Uh, but Matt, what do you recommend this week for your potent pick? Uh, just to kind of stick with the <laughs> sci-fi genre, um, as well as Alex Garland, uh, one of the earlier films he he dire- he wrote, uh, Danny Boyle directed, um, starring uh, Chris Evans, Rose Byrne, a little Mark Strong action as well, uh, as well as kind of just an overall strong cast, including Benedict Wong, who was also in this film that we just talked about, Annihilation. Uh, the movie Sunshine from uh, 2007. Uh, it's a great time. I, there, there are some folks that complain about kind of the third, the third act of the film, um, but I still think overall it's a, a really entertaining movie and very well done and kind of a, a more subtle sci-fi flick than you, you typically see. Kind of closer to this than you know more of a, a Star Wars. So, uh, Sunshine. It's a good time. Great directing. Great acting. Um, yeah, good, good, good stuff. What about you, Dave? So, I think I came on this a little earlier because mainly Matt was making a comparison to this movie but had never actually seen it. So, uh, Shutter Island. Um, it is. It, it was surprisingly... I think when it first came out, nobody was really big into it. I don't know why. I didn't see it till years later. And I was utterly surprised by how this did not was not a big hit. Just because the twist at the end is insane. It is. It is truly a phenomenal. I mean, this is like M Night Sh- M Night Shyamalan early work twist kind of stuff. Like, I thought it was incredible how they did this. So, and it's and it's a psychological thriller is what it comes down to. So, basically, the whole premise is that um, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, oh god, who's uh, who's new Eric Bana? I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, <laughs> new Eric Bana. Yeah, cause that was the first thing to put the Hulk. Um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. So they're God, two new Eric Bana, dude. Okay. I <laughs> hey, if you said new Bruce Banner, I would have gone with you. But new Eric Bana is great. Yeah. Um, well done. Yeah, I know. I couldn't think. Of it. <laughs> but it, it's actually true. So it's even funnier. Um, no, I was gonna say. So it's basically they're two uh, two agents that were going to investigate like a. Uh, the an insane asylum that one of the the inmates had gotten out, and they were trying to find her on the island, and the apparently weren't able to handle it. So they got called in to go take a look at this and uh, try and find it. And uh, the adventures they go on while they're they're on this island full of crazy people. So real interesting movie. Um, definitely check it out. It is it was a surprise how much I really enjoyed this. Uh, just basically because I was un unaware that this was actually you know it really didn't get that much. Uh, it wasn't really that much of a hit, so definitely go check it out uh, if you haven't. I know Matt definitely hasn't had it, but he basically uh, more or less explained the whole movie, uh, the plot line when he was making a comparison to this one. So good job, Matt. So, But uh, yeah, I think that's all we got on Potent Picks. So I think that'll do us for this week. As always, if you want to follow us on uh, on all the uh, social medias, it's at Potent Pictures. And uh, you can always email us at potentpicturespodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook and our WordPress page, which is potentpictures.wordpress.com. So shoot us any comments, concerns, anything you got, suggestions. But uh, definitely also go on uh, iTunes and uh, either subscribe and uh, give us a rating, five stars preferably, and uh, comment on that and get a little review. So we'd appreciate it. Uh, So 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I think that'll do us for us tonight. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.